Star Trek is back, and so are we. Welcome to the Tilly episode, Eli. Thank you. Uh, I guess we're reviewing about as much Star Trek as uh, the average Marvel stinger scene. 15 minutes, and I guess we're going to get these once a month. Yeah. Good enough. It's not bad. It's it's nice to get a little something. Um, clearly, they don't take long to film. But the production value was there. I enjoyed it. It was like a good B-plot episode. You know, it really was. They they used more than one set, which I was impressed by. <laughs> uh, there wasn't a lot of action, but there was a lot of special effects. Mm-hmm. I was a tiny bit spoiled. I knew it was going to be a Tilly episode, but it wasn't at all what I was expecting. How about for you? Really? I thought it was. I thought it was a very Tilly episode. Um, I expected kind of a kind of a bottle episode with Tilly talking a lot, and that's pretty much what we got. Oh, I expected um, more disco parties. I thought it was going to be a lot more. I was going to say upbeat, but this was an upbeat episode. It, it was very kind of cheerful the whole time, even during all the crazy scenes and even the serious scenes. It was it was pretty upbeat. But I guess I was thinking Disco Party, and I missed out on that. Uh, disco Party was fun. I, that was a good one. Um, no, this was more serious Tilly, with a little bit of um, character building, a little bit of background building. Yeah, we uh, get to see her mother, who we first heard about in Tilly's intro. And it turns out she's just as bad as Tilly said she was. <laughs> yeah, and we never actually see her face, I noticed. So I guess they didn't want to cast Tilly's mom. Or just a reminder that she's not that important. And <laughs> Tilly's going to get over this quickly, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so she was pretty terrible. Uh, Tilly's in command school, which I just always kind of assumed she was since the beginning. But officially now, she's in command school. And her mother says something terrible, like, uh, maybe you don't want to do this because you might fail. Uh, right. Thanks, Ma. <laughs> Remember that time you couldn't climb the wall and then, I don't know, cried yeah. about it? Ran away? <laughs> and she also made fun of her desk. Poor Tilly. No one uh, should ever make fun of your desk. That's no. just too low. <laughs> I gotta say, I, that didn't look like a quad espresso to me. That looked like maybe a shot and a half. Oh, see, I, I missed the pan over the desk. So <laughs> <laughs> have to go back in the slow-mo and figure that one out. Yeah. Uh, we got snarky food computer again, though. Love it. Always fun. I do love this computer. And it ended with a really positive note. What did it say? Have a have glorious a, Yeah, day. have a glorious day. <laughs> Fantastic computer. That Tilly kind of rolled her eyes at. It makes you wonder if Starfleet personnel are all part of like some kind of crazy mind experiment that Starfleet is promoting. With like, <laughs> what if we just give people positive messages all day? Will that what make them we, happy? What if we have the computer suggest healthy food all the time? Will anyone actually listen to the computer, <laughs> or does everyone override it and it's just kind of a joke? And they're like, oh, but the computer tries. It's cute. Right. Everyone just says, well, yeah, give it, give it to me anyway, and then rolls their eyes as they walk away. <laughs> so Tilly gets her coffee. She's about to have it. Oh, well, we skipped a big scene, didn't we? Did we? Oh, yeah. How much happened? A crate. A crate exploded. Oh, God, we skipped the opening. <laughs> I guess so. We were so. so focused on Tilly, we skipped the cold open. Well, Tilly's the best part, but Ouch. there was some setup. We missed it. Uh, tell yep. me about this crate. Uh, we start in the main shuttle slash cargo bay, uh, and there's a crate that mysteriously opens, and a mysterious hand comes out and mysteriously cuts itself and then turns invisible. Spooky spooky yeah i did like the computer turning on automatically because i was like well these aren't rats and so i thought someone was going to have like a tricorder but there was no tricorder mm. so this is a super special alien especially because when we get to see the alien the second time she's invisible and this is where i think the special effect actually lived up what we we're saying is they actually put some money in it because i was actually uh, pretty surprised by the scene there was a lot of explosions and a lot uh -huh. of food, um, food explosions food explosions but 
uh, it had that kind of alien darkness kind of feel to it. You mm-hmm. know, the Discovery likes being darkly lit. Uh, I like the really classic um, something drips onto her shoulder. Oh, yeah. That's Poor a, Tilly. That's a classic trope. And she got the green particle last time, too. So. Oh, yeah. She's infected with all kinds of aliens. So. Oh, poor Tilly. <laughs> <laughs> and so how do you feel about her not reporting the alien to, uh, I almost said Lorca. Not Lorca. Whoever's in charge now. Yeah. Saru. I guess, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, you know, that seems like a Tilly decision. Not, not very sensible, but uh, compassionate. She's compassionate. See, I think she might have called Burnham, but this was her episode. She yeah. didn't feel the need to. Well, I couldn't she, afford Burnham for this one, so Tilly had to handle it by herself. No, come on. She's in command school. <laughs> she doesn't need Burnham anymore. That's true. This is like a little <laughs> mini command test. Yeah. There's some diplomacy, some scanning things. Not reporting up the command chain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, after some classic, I don't know, banter, alien uh, banter. Yeah, some alien communication misunderstandings turns out the alien is actually super cool and it's just kind of like a somewhat bratty 17 year old but can build translators at nine years old apparently uh i thought they went a little overboard with the the animal noises she was making it was kind of kind of squeaking early so i wasn't sure if that's her natural language or she was just messing with tilly right or also she'd been in a in a cargo container for god knows how long like maybe she was out of her mind with hunger or something she was pretty hungry that was i would imagine pretty quickly yeah, yeah. yeah she went for ice cream and a burrito i mean pers- personally i wouldn't just like board an alien ship and start eating stuff off the floor but <laughs> well she she knew about these earth people it's this true. federation it's so true. she wasn't oblivious to everything and then we get her story what's her story uh she's from planet Xandar. No, I didn't write it down. Xandar. Let's go with Xandar. Okay. Uh, she's the queen of Xandar. Uh, so she's from this planet. She has run away for reasons. She built um, an incubator for the dilithium, which is pretty cool because I think Jordy says before that they know how to kind of repair dilithium. So by next generation was, time. I was curious if that was like a, a next generation thing that had come up. I get it confused in the timeline all the time. It seems pretty random whether they're able to regenerate dilithium. Dilithium is like a constant strategic resource, you know? Yeah. Like in, in every series it's used as a strategic resource. Um, so being able to recrystallize it sounds like, and it was, it was her planet was a source of dilithium. Yeah. So basically her thing was she wants to recrystallize it instead of mine it and save her planet. Yeah. Pretty cool. Works for me. Yeah. Uh, if I was trying to do that, I think I'd be back on the planet. But, you know. And fun factoid, maybe the reason why she can do all the crazy invisibility stuff and can control computers, can just sniff at them and figure out how they work. All that's because she was born, they were born, her people were born at the same time as the planet. It got kind of super sci-fi there, but I love that. At that least was, they're, they're going for it. You know what? That's actually a really interesting sci-fi concept. Like, yeah. I, I bet there's a way you could kind of make that work that like a species evolved at the same time the planet formed or something you know yeah. like if a, if a species never went extinct over the history of the planet eventually it would probably be intelligent yeah and I like Tilly saying well, you, that couldn't work the, the, the temperatures and she's like you, you don't know anything you don't know anything Tilly it's your episode but you don't you know didn't, anything you didn't build a dilithium incubator did we mention she was saucy I liked it <laughs> Her writing was, was fun. That was good. But she did have a few too many monologues, in my opinion, uh, but they were yeah. they were whatever. <laughs> I think we knew this was going to be a talkie episode. Yeah. It's like we know the next one is going to be a, a guy probably talking to himself episode, yeah. you know. It's kind of a talkie episode. I think that's kind of what I expected. Um, you know, the scale is pretty small. I noticed we never really saw any uh, corridors. 
it was pretty much the the three sets. It was the um, mess hall, Tilly's quarters, and the shuttle bay, which I think is just a door and digital set extension. Yeah, but it was a good digital set extension. It had robots. It, it had yeah. lots of different shaped cargo containers. Uh, I thought the CG uh, cargo carrier thing was pretty cool. Like it, yeah. it had some weight to it. Mm-hmm. And it turns out everyone has to be decontaminated after their shift. That's a little <laughs> scary, but was it? Was that, okay, is that everybody was reporting to decontamination? I think so. I think that's why the mess hall was empty until thought, we got to have our adventure. I thought they were decontaminating the cargo bay. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I thought the people, because I thought we were going to get an Enterprise flashback here, but we didn't. An Enterprise? Oh, like a gel scene? Yeah, mm, no gel scenes. No. They're out. No. I think, that's, I think that was mocked enough that probably it will never be done again. So in discovering this new technology, Tilly kind of convinces her that she has to go back and fight the good fight and convince everyone to start doing this uh, incubation chamber for dilithium. Right. So it's a very quick but good heart-to-heart moment through all that talky-talky. Yeah, it's, you know, she learns a lesson. Everybody learns an important lesson about stuff. Um, I I did get the impression that, I mean, she discovered this technology that's like super game-changing and then found that everybody you know, wanted a piece of it. So I guess that's a reason to be cautious. Yeah, so at this point we think that she's just a scientist being taken advantage of, but then the shoe drops in the transporter room. Right. Turns out she's also, I almost said princess, not princess, queen. She is the queen of these people. You think it's been a monarchy since, like, the beginning of the planet? Do you think all the monarchs, like, actually spend time in the mines? That's a good question. She, she said she mined, right? Like, yeah, actually mined? Ever since she was a kid, she mined. Huh. It's a tough life. I'm kind of curious about her other superpowers, too. Like, is did she engineer herself a cloaking device and a computer mess-upper? Do you think that the cloaking device is her anatomy, or do you think it's a device? I felt like... Did they, did they do a little chameleon effect when she first reached around the edge of the cargo thing, or was that just, like, the color of her fingers? In some scenes, I think she was 100% transparent. In other yeah. scenes, she was more predator transparent. Definitely. Yeah. 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 But for a monarch, impressive either way, you know? It's a handy trick. Yeah. Uh, so I guess we did learn that her parents had died and her brother had died. That was, yeah, I'm curious how that happened. Uh, maybe a mining accident? I know we'll probably never pick up on this because it was just a short and it's never going to be in the main season. But I do hope that we get some callbacks to this, because it did seem like a good friendship between uh, the two. Me too. I mean, that's, that seems to be that they're trying to kind of do like a, um, make a universe, right? That they can do little shorts and extras and stuff in the universe uh, between episodes. Yeah. And it was a good call picking Tilly, everyone's favorite. Sure. The, that's a good way yeah. to lead it off. Yeah. <laughs> so I really enjoyed this. I look forward to the next one. Um, not quite as good as the full show. I miss our <laughs> super thick plot, but it was good to have, like, you called it, a bottle episode. Very yeah, fun. yeah. I, I do miss, like, starting uh, every episode last time with, like, I, I have no idea what's happening or what's going to happen. But uh, that was fun. Yeah. Well, until next month. Uh, yeah, next month. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.